0: Money News, The Market Wrap. Well, the oil order was weaker until the inflation data came out and it actually recovered to fall down just one point to 7,456. And it was because of the Chinese manufacturing activity, which was the highest monthly improvement in more than a decade in February as factories reopened after the Lunar New Year holiday, giving more support to an economic recovery that has been so heavily relied on retail and construction services. So the Manufacturing Purchases Managers Index That rose to 52.6 for the last month. That was up from 50.1, and that was according to the National Bureau of Statistics. And they said that the median estimate was 50.6, according to Bloomberg, but this is the highest reading, that's right, the highest reading in Chinese manufacturing activity since April 2012, so more than a year and a bit ago. So that was pretty impressive. That helped the mining space today. IGO up more than 3% to $13.58. In the gold space, Newcrest recovered, also up more than 3% to $23.32. And heavyweights, BHP and Fortescue, also stronger, both up more than 2.5%. Some of the reporting season has had a few mix. I'm going to talk about that in a minute with Carl. But today, link administration down 5% at $2.16. No announcement there. Telex Pharmaceuticals down 3%. HMC Capital down 2.75%. And the Aussie dollar dropped to its lowest level in more than two months to 66.93 US cents after the GDP data missed. But then after the inflation data came out, it went back above 67 cents. But it is certainly... Off, well off as high as it was about 10 days ago at 70 cents uh in well, 70 us cents but for more on the markets currency and all things in between i'm joined now on money news by carl capolingua market analyst with think markets carl great to have you back on the show good evening scott thanks for having me back on inflation and gdp gdp data was the theme of the day how did that have an impact on the share market and particularly the banks and discretionary spending stocks
1: Yeah, well, it was definitely a day of push and pull. I mean, uh, GDP data, weaker than expected, as you said, so weaker economic growth, that's not good for the market, but then inflation data, better than expected, and that, that obviously helps the market. Uh, banks, and interesting. You mentioned in your intro there how obviously CBA and NAB increasing their um, their rates there for owner occupiers. Was there any mention in there of them increasing their rates on
0: uh, on deposits? We haven't seen any rates on haven't seen any increase in rates on deposit yet. We had we have had the CEO of Bendigo Bank tell us that last week that uh, that they've increased their cash rate increases by more than thirty times, but that might not be as much as what the CBA and NAB did this afternoon.
1: Yeah, look, I mean that's that's really the story, isn't it? So uh, look. They're, they're, they're caught, again, between this idea that it is their bull market that get to gouge us, I shouldn't say that word, should I, on our mortgages and scrooge us on our deposits, and that means supersized profits. But that's starting to slow down, and that's why, um, you know, banks have been coming coming off the boil recently. And I think uh, today's data, the key there was the um, household savings rate. You mentioned that earlier in your show as well, falling to 4.5%. Mm um imports were down substantially which means we just don't have the confidence to spend as much and then uh, business investment was also down these are really weak parts of the economy so we've got businesses pulling back we've got consumers pulling back uh, and that's not good for the banks if there are going to be fewer loans to write down the track there's going to be plenty of competition to get them uh, and they were one of the sectors that were down the most
0: today property uh, was another sector that was weak for similar sort of reasons china today offered probably the most complete picture of how their economy is actually going and shaping up since COVID. Uh, people have returned to work since the holiday, they enjoyed the new year. How has that affected mining stocks and did that give our you know market a bit of a boost and should we be more positive in that sector? Yeah, I think you can. I mean it was it was a big pop
1: today. So we saw you mentioned uh, I mean they're all just numbers of course fifty-two point six on official uh, PMIs there in China. What that means is, so 50 is that um, level between expansion and contraction. So when we're under 50, we've been under 50 for a while. That shows contraction in that sector. So we moved back into expansion, and it was the biggest move we've seen, I want to say, on record. But then we're at the highest level in 10 years. So um, uh, those things would speak to something, uh, something big going on there. And certainly, uh, banks are starting to. release the spigots in terms of lending. We're seeing record lending growth with banks and plenty of support coming from Beijing. So this is the first sign, the first really comprehensive data we've seen uh, post-Chinese Lunar New Year and uh, post-COVID reopening. So if it is the start now, you know, for, for a line for a trend, you need two points. Scott, we've got one of them, uh, but certainly our resources companies are sort of uh, jumping the gun there a little bit. and They were definitely the stronger sectors. It gains across the board there, but you know, iron ore up, order of magnitude two to three percent, depending on which major you're looking at, um, and most of the uh, diversified miners were also higher. Um, one little tidbit there: the um, the uh, property index, mainland uh, property index in Hong Kong uh, for the Chinese property sector was up 4%. So that that should alleviate a few fears that that uh, property sector is about to fall over anytime soon.
0: Carl, that's good to know. If you've got a property in Hong Kong, I don't. I'm not sure if you do, but that's okay. Carl, you touched on iron ore just a moment ago. Now, one research house last week came out and said that the price of iron ore in the next twelve to eighteen months could hit US two hundred dollars plus. Pretty good day today, up two point one percent to US one hundred and twenty-six dollars a ton for the March March contracts. What's your outlook there? Look, I mean, it's possible. I
1: doubt it. I- I- very sceptical about that sort of number. If you look at sort of seasonal trends, so how iron ore prices tend to move, the best of it's behind us. So the best of the moves are behind us. So typically at the end of the year and the start of the year are very strong for iron ore prices and in the middle of the year is quite weak. Uh, and then you, you get a dip sort of around uh, August. So just the timing, I can't see that happening. I don't, I don't think it's going to come back a whole heap either, but it doesn't really matter because if we're above 100... Uh, most brokers have expected 100 they've got 100 written down in their in their fancy spreadsheets as long as we're above that everything's hunky-dory it's 120 and all of our majors they're literally making a hundred dollars u.s a tonne and that u.s dollar is worth a hell of a lot more now with our aussie dollars at 66 cents so um it's, but i don't think they're too stressed about uh, the iron ore price at this date and uh, I, I can't say going to 200 but i don't think
0: it's going to go much lower either I'm going to talk to you about the uh, best and the worst of reporting season in just a moment. But before we get there, it always does involve a real shakeup of CFOs and CEOs. We've seen Tyro, CEO, resign. We've today seen Downage CFO, Michael Ferguson, resign just two days after the stock climbed to more than 25% uh, as investors are demanding what's taking place in the group. If you're a shareholder of one of these companies that has had a major corporate shake-up from the top of the board, what should you be doing? Is it, is it a buy, hold, or is it a sell? Uh, more often than not, it's a
1: sell, to be fair. It, it, I mean, if, some, if, 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 uh, if one of your CEOs, CFOs, you see, suite if they're leaving on their own accord, they're retiring, they've had a great run, nothing to worry about. But if it's happening after, as you say, down a big uh, profit downgrade there recently, it, that's not a good look. I would say in Mr. Ferguson's uh, case, there wasn't a lot to do with that result, um, I guess uh, that would have come past his desk. If anything, uh, I looked into the downer result and you know, finance costs, which would be his department, were actually down 12%. Mainly that fall was to do with whether labour shortages rise in costs. So this one, in that specific case, may have been a bit of a, uh, an aberration. There's no uh, indication as to whether he, he walked or he was shown the door. But to answer your question after bad news, it's generally not a good um, thing to happen. It's very hard to come in and turn around uh, what is is often the sinking ship.
0: It has happened, but more often than not, it doesn't. Carl, finally, first day of March today, which means the majority, and I do emphasise the majority of reporting season is behind us, what have been some of the highlights you've seen and also a couple of lowlights from the 2022 numbers?
1: I reckon um, probably the most polarising earnings season I've seen for a long time in terms of the misses they really missed, and they were punished. Uh, and their hits, um, obviously, uh, you know, prospered. So, look, hits, WiseTech probably my um, top of the pops. Eric, and they they just had an absolutely stonking report. So if you don't know what they do, they do a lot of the um, uh, they handle soft, make software that handles logistics. are so sending a containership from point A to point B. Obviously, with various supply chain chaos it has literally been their bull market and uh, huge margins I mean 86% margins 90% recurring revenue I know they're all um, gobbledygook those words but it just adds up to easy easy money for them Um, your stalwarts like cochlea CSL really high quality results definitely here at think markets um, we've still got buys on those happy to hold them missus Harvey Norman dominoes come to mind in a space where, you know, you're going from um, not wanting to pay another couple of bucks on your pizza to probably not wanting to buy another big screen TV. And I do think uh, we're not at the end of the troubles for companies um, in that space, We're probably closer to uh, the beginning. So watch out there for your consumer discretionaries in 2023.
0: Carl Capalingua, Market Analyst at Think Markets. Thank you so much for joining me this evening on Money News. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, Scott. Bye.